As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome again to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. As always, it's my pleasure to join you on another week of your re-entry journey from whichever corner of the world you're listening from. We, we remain humbled and excited that you've decided to spend a part of your week with us. Well, it was just since yesterday since we got together, and I would have sat there and put out the podcast a little earlier today, but if you might be able to hear in my voice, I'm a little congested. Um, we had some really dipping down uh, low temperatures here in, in South Florida went down as low as the 40s, which is still probably warm compared to other parts of the country. But certainly it caught me out there. And so certainly I caught a little bit of a cold and so I'm a little congested. So I, I'm still going to try to make it through today's podcast because after today, we don't have any programming until March the 13th. And then so we're taking our seven week break um, and not going to program again until March the, the 13th. And then we will have our last five episodes of season five on March, starting on March 13th, March 20th, March 27th, April 3rd, and then we will conclude season five on April the 10th. Yesterday was a serious topic that we talked about in regards to workplace bullying and harassment. I, I didn't want to talk about something as trivial as the condo HOA, so I didn't really give any condo updates yesterday. But as I've shared with some of you, and some of the crazy stories of our condo board, I've really been thinking about how putting together a more organized structure would make living here much better. And not saying that it's bad, but just certainly just, you know, there's always room for improvement and certainly to protect our investment. It appears that I'll be reelected as our condo board president, and we're facing one of two possible assessments this year. And our first assessment could be as early as this coming March. So as we go into this new board year, I know I'll have to recruit new board members and create opportunities for subcommittees, really to optimize involvement with everyone and for them to see how the building works and have more proactive communication with the building, which will have to come with a more directive approach to leadership. The direct approach to leadership, I would say in this case, means me being proactive in leadership. So there's less opportunity for rogue behavior by the building and the board that took place during this year. Now, will it work? I'm not saying it, it'll always work, but at least I could try. So as one would say, I stay in prayer on this and really only time will tell. (laughs) 
we are in the beginning. We are now beginning the third week of the of the spring of the spring term. At when I teach at Nova, it's called the winter term, but everywhere else that I teach, they still call it the spring term. And between all the schools I'm teaching at, the organization of the classes are a whole lot better. There's still much to do, and the lion's share of this work is grading papers and conducting lesson plans and being prepared for lesson plans. But that's pretty much a lot of that stuff is um, a lot of that stuff. The organization is a lot better. But teaching in class, that's really the easy part. It's the preparation and the grading, which gets really, really time consuming. And I was just talking to some colleagues today that have rules about grading. They said they won't grade at home. And certainly that's something that I'm, I like to do. But this week I'm a little behind. So I'm definitely going to grade at home this week with the hope of not having to do it at home next week. But there, there, and then there are, of course, other projects that are here and there and, and coming down the pike. So having an organizational system in place seems daunting, but having, but having, you know, but having a grasp on organizing one's life and really one's reentry journey are really, really crucial. It's important to have that, especially when you have a lot going on. During my period of incarceration, there were many, there were many occasions where a group of us would sit around and talk about what we would do in the short and long term upon our respective returns to our homes and our communities. There were so many, so many different stories of hope and anticipation and renewal and, and, and excitement. You know, th these stories would take us on various paths. But the common theme across all those stories, as I think about it, was we wanted to pack so many things and do so much in the time we would have because we realized that time, we realized that time was the most precious commodity we would have upon our return. And our intentions were to get everything out of that time and not waste one drop of one minute, not one second anymore. We knew that being incarcerated, the biggest thing that's taken from you is time. And that we didn't want to have taken away any, any longer. As I've shared in previous podcast episodes, there was so much I examined and did and didn't do. I'm sure, I am sure, having a more disciplined, organized system would have enabled me to get more out of the beginning of my reentry journey. So whether you're just coming home and starting your reentry journey, entering that third week of the teaching term, changing your approach to the condo board, or just taking on new projects, Having a structured, organized system makes the difference in optimizing your life. WikiHow shares with us three methods, three methods of concentrating on how we organize our lives. These methods take a macro view of how we do, of how we uh, go into our lives, and then there are breakdowns under each one of these methods. The three methods are as follows. You want to organize your home and office life. You want to organize your days and organize yourself mentally. In organizing your home office life, WikiHow tells us there are seven ways to do that, and those are as follows. Number one, find a place for everything you have. Don't simply leave something on your nightstand. Create a space specifically for respective items so you always know where they are. A lot of times I, I've gotten into places where I say, oh my goodness, I left my keys somewhere. They're somewhere around here. And I usually would look for them in the different places where I might have them, but now I have a specific place where I put those keys, and that's where I'll find them. So I keep them in something like a basket or a small stand near the front door, and that helps me keep it organized. 
Number two, I declutter space by space. This goes back to minimalism that we talked about as far as decluttering. So I, de- I declutter and I get organizational storage containers, folders, boxes, things that I know that are in an organized place and I know where to find them. Number three, get rid of things you don't need. Especially we did this when my sister and I were, were moving stuff out of my mother's house. You know, we want to keep emotions away from the things that we're sorting so that we know what should we keep, what should we not keep. And separate things in different piles. We separate things of what we were getting rid of, what we were donating, what we were selling, and what we were going to be giving away to different family members. Number four, don't bring in more unnecessary items. (laughs) Don't defeat the process of organizing your life by buying new things and bringing in new things that you just don't need. Number five, pack things, put things back right away. So if I get up and I use something don't let don't let it lay lying around. Keep it organized. Once I'm finished using it, just put it away. Number six, divvy up my chores. How many times have has your house become unorganized because you 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 put off cleaning it up? I do that all the time. I put off cleaning it up, but if I want to straighten out and clean up and get everything right, I sit there and do it so I can stay organized. I make that list of things to clean and I organize. And, I, and that helps me be organized and more manageable by, by really presenting myself with smaller tasks to do. And number seven for organizing my home and office life is to label everything. I have boxes, drawers, containers. I label it. What's in here? What's in there? I don't try to guess, well, maybe these are clothes and maybe these are utensils. No, I organize everything. I label everything. Now, method two. Talking about organizing your days. So organizing organizing your days is not going to be too hard, but here are the things that WikiHouse shares with us. Under organizing your days, number one, prioritize your life. Think of the five things you want to want to be want to do in your life, the five main things you want to do, whether it be studying or exercising or healthy eating, sleeping. What are the five things that you want to have priority on? Number two, make a chart. List all the days in the month ahead down ahead. And, cr- and across the top, put the five things that you want your days to be split up into. What are the five main things you want to have done? One and two is really related to one another. Number three, decide what your aims are. Whether you aim to do 30 minutes of exercise, 10,000 steps a day, eight hours of sleep, whatever the case may be, what is it that you're trying to make sure that you're trying to get done no matter what? Number four, check off completed items. Reward yourself you know, when you check off those completed items by by looking at the goals that you've achieved and say, okay, let me give myself a little bit of reward. And of course, once again, that's the reminder. Number five, reward yourself. If I get this done, I'll take myself to the movies. If I get this done, I'm going to sit there and get that extra hamburger or whatever the case may be, or I'll take myself out to eat. Certainly, those are the kind of things that you want to do to try to incentivize yourself. So or, organizing your days, those are the five things under that second method. The third method is organizing yourself mentally. So number one, determine the cause of your lack of organization. Why do you feel cluttered? Is it your busy schedule getting in the way? You're just not motivated? Why is that happening? Number two, what consider what needs to be organized. I know the easiest thing to do is everything. Everything needs to be organized. But what, where are you the most disorganized? Take it one room at a time. 
Got to organize my bedroom. Got to organize the kitchen. Got to organize this or whatever the case may be. The focus and what you need to be organized is done one step at a time. Number three, fill out a calendar. Even if you have a busy or if you don't have a busy calendar, fill out your calendar on what it is that you have to do. Put every single thing that you have to do, no matter how long or short it is, because you really see where your, where your time and days are going. And with that, go to number four. Get a good planner. And sometimes in, in, at, in organizing all the things that you're doing and having a good planner, color code the things in your planner to organize it better. Use a single color to mark events like work or homework or trips to the store or whatever the case may be. And those colors will sit there and say, okay, this is what it is that I need to get done. It'll show, you might even coordinate your colors like something like red or yellow that has to be done a certain amount of time or a certain, or has to be done very quickly. You can also carry a planner with you everywhere you go to remind you what it is that you need to do. Number five, create a to-do list. You know, I love, I love these to-do lists. It's kind of odd, but sometimes, you know, you have little check boxes next to each task. And, and keep that to-do list in, some, in a place that you'll see it often, you'll look at it often, and it'll remind you often. And finish the big stuff first, because if you try to do all the little stuff first, you're going to be too tired for the big stuff. Once you get the big stuff done first, and then you get to the little stuff, the little stuff doesn't seem as crazy anymore. Number six, stop procrastinating. This is the biggest thing that I do. Remove distractions. Set a timer for 15 minutes to say, this is when I'm going to get stuff done. Don't, don't sit there and say, okay, I'm going to watch this Netflix. I'm only going to watch one episode before I clean. And all of a sudden, you're watching like five or six episodes because you want to constantly see what's coming up next. Don't do that to yourself. Number seven, start your day out right. Whether when you wake up, have a good shower. Eat breakfast. Get dressed. Exercise. Do the things that start your day out right. Make your bed. That puts you in a productive place so when you say, okay, you know what, I'm ready for success and I'm ready to take on the world. Number eight, you know, I love this, especially with my notebook stuff. I write everything down. Whether you have an important thought, something that comes up in your mind, something that should come up later that you need to, that you need to sit there and put in your organizer, write it down and write, and write the reminder to put it in your organizer under, under, a, particular, under a particular category. So you can get that done. Number nine, don't overwhelm yourself. Sometimes the schedule gets full and time seems to be short. And if that's the case, sometimes just drop the less important things. Don't sit there and don't sit there and try to take on everything for everybody or take on everything for yourself. Because sometimes some things just have to wait until tomorrow. Like a friend of mine told me that I sat there and shared with you in previous podcasts. You have to do your best and leave the rest. And with that said. Number 10, don't be a perfectionist. If you only feel that you've completed a task when it's perfect, you'll be leaving a lot of stuff that's undone, and it'll certainly clutter up your lives. Don't, don't put off projects any longer. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. That's what they used to tell us when it came to doing our dissertation. You don't need a perfect dissertation. You just need a completed dissertation. And the thing is, if, you, if you're looking for a project that has to be perfect or there's certain things that have to be in a certain way, then then break down that project in smaller steps so you can get it done a little bit better. And I know that whether you're at the beginning of your reentry journey and you're coming home and you're overwhelmed with so much stuff that's in front of you or you're in the middle of it or 
you're where I am and you're a sustainable part of your reentry journey. Sometimes being organized and getting organized is, is a job in and of itself. But I guarantee you that when you put the time into getting organized, it will it will pay off because so many things when I'm able to sit there and get done and organized on stuff, it becomes automatic pilot after a while. It really, really helps when it come when it comes to that. But in these in these seven weeks that we're not going to be around each other, I want you to take the time to think about what it is that we've talked about in over the last few weeks. What goals do you have in 2024? Are you making sure that people are treating you correctly? And how are you being a lever? How are you providing palancas for other people? And how are you organizing yourself? What are you doing for your life? What are you doing for the next thing? Don't, a lot of times right now, we're recording this on Sunday, January 21st, and this is being released on Sunday, January 21st. A lot of times people have already forgotten about what it is that they want to achieve and what they said they would do for 2024. Don't be one of those. Organize yourself and figure out what is it that I want to do next. Now, I won't be with you for the next seven weeks, but think about that. Try to put all that together, and we could update that We could update that when we come back. As I indicated, we're going to be taking a seven-week break. We'll resume Second Chance Coaching on Wednesday, March the 13th. So we'll be taking our seven-week mid-season break, and then we will conclude with our last five episodes of Season 5 on March 13th, March 20th, March 27th, April 3rd, and the last episode for April 10th before we go on summer hiatus. So think about what it is that you're going to be doing leading up to that point. And certainly, I'll be thinking about what kind of programming and maybe taping a couple of things and putting some things in the can for you to enjoy. There's a couple of things I'm working on that I think that we can make that happen. As always, you know, if there's something that you missed during this seven-week break, go back and binge listen to what, what you might have missed. Listen to stuff over again because this stuff doesn't get old. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Thank you for continuing to spread Second Chance Coaching to your friends, family, and loved ones. If I see you in South Florida, if I see you around, please stop and say hi. Please give me what you think is going well with Second Chance Coaching. Tell us what you think that we should improve upon. And if you have a story, if you have a dynamic, if you have things that you want to share, you want to come on the podcast with us, then come on down. Come and join us on the podcast. We would love that. But thank you again for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We enjoy it. We enjoy having you with us. And we will see you in just a few weeks. Seven weeks is not that long ago. We will see you on Wednesday, March the 13th. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.